Hey, it's Melissa. You know, a little help goes a long way when you're rebuilding your life after the death of your spouse. That's why we've put together some amazing free resources just for you. They're packed with guidance and the answers you've been looking for. So let's begin this journey of renewal together. Head over to widowsquad.com, click on freebies, and unlock these powerful tools. Your journey to a brighter future begins here. Now let's get back to the show. You are listening to the Widow Squad podcast, the show that helps widows create a fulfilling life after loss. Join hosts Jen Zwink, Kim Murray, and Melissa Pierce as they share expert tips, resources, and advice to help you get a grip on your grief and learn how to thrive. If you're a widow, this is where you want to be. Hi, it's Melissa. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to tell you about our free guide, How to Have a Better Relationship with Grief. Grief is hard work. It takes more energy than you've ever imagined, and working through the range of emotions when it comes to widowhood is exhausting. And that's why we want to share with you this amazing free resource to help bring some much-needed peace to your life. Go to widowsquadpodcast.com and click on free resources for this in-depth guide on how to have a better relationship with grief. That's widowsquadpodcast.com. Click on free resources. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the Widow Squad podcast. Today we are talking about a topic that comes up a lot in the Widow Squad. And this is something or someone who was kind of pivotal in your healing process. And I guess I just mean like in that first few months of dealing with loss, was there something or someone that really stuck out with you that helped you, held your hand, helped you walk this path? And what was that for you? So um, I always like to ask this question because I can always learn something from everyone, right? And any little bits and pieces of information that we can get might really change somebody's life, anybody who's listening today. So I thought this was really important. So Melissa, I'll ask you first. What was something or someone that really helped you during those first few months? Yeah. So those first few months were, I was in shock and I didn't really know I was in shock. I didn't really think of it that way, but I was um, just not really quite believing that David died so suddenly. And, and then when it first, I really wasn't feeling my feelings very much. I was very, I was very practical about going about the business of widowhood of uh, we didn't have a will, so I drew up a will so that I had folks lined up to take care of my kids if something happened to me, had to open up probate, you know, all this, you know, the business. And so I was, and I'm very good at that. <laughs> I'm very good at doing business things. So I focused my mind on all the business stuff. And then it took us, it took several months for it to really kind of seep in that David actually died and he was not on a fishing trip. And was not going to open the door, right. come in and like, hey, sorry, right. I've been, been gone so long. So, I mean, I knew, you know, I saw him in the funeral home. So I knew, my mind knew, but uh, it was also protecting me, I think, from sure. the trauma of losing him. So, again, it's going about the business those first few months. And I was looking for books 
or something. Uh, anything like homework. I very much like homework. Aww. I like, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to move through this and get done and get an A plus and like not have to think about, you know, like I can do widowhood. I'm yes. done. I want the pain to go away. I'm out, you know, like let's, yeah. let's, let's get this guidebook. That'll do it for me. So I was like Googling a lot and there was a, I lived in a smaller town and the bookstore that they had did not have a huge grief section. And this was 12 years ago. I, I think we're, we're talking about grief more these days. So there's, there's more books, but at the time there wasn't a ton. And I stumbled upon this book called Widows Wear Stilettos. And it's a practical and emotional guide for the young widow. And I was 44. I consider that young. And I love this book. It's by Carol Brody Fleet. She wrote this with, like, she interspersed her story of being a young widow raising her daughter after the death of her husband, but it had homework and it, <laughs> and it had journal prompts and things that you could write in the book. And I'm like, I love this. And it was almost like she gave in these couple chapters in here, there's a few chapters, like she gave me the permission to uh-huh. cry, uh-huh. to mm-hmm. be angry, to like, I really wanted to have this concept of, is this normal? Is what I'm feeling normal, 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 normal. And I couldn't quite get to the point where it's like, well, it's normal for me, you know? And so right. she gave me just reading this book was just like my Bible. And I was actually able to talk with her in person um, on my previous podcast, the Filled with Gold podcast. I interviewed her and she's fabulous. Yeah. And it was just really, it was, it really turned things around for me. Like I said, it just gave me the permission to feel like everything I was feeling was normal. Everything I was doing was normal. Um, It talked about wedding rings. Like we had a previous Uh uh, episode on that. It just talked about dating. I wasn't ready to date, but just all this, I really felt like I had some hope because somebody else was moving through a similar experience that I was moving through. So yeah, Widows Wear Stilettos, a practical and emotional guide for the young widow. Highly recommend it. Carol what Brody Fleet. Yeah. Full circle moment. Very yeah. circle. to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got goosebumps now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Happened. Yeah, she she was wow. pivotal. And so I just wanted her to know how much her book helped me. And then in turn, it helped my kids. And it yeah. in turn, it helped my friends because I became not a better person, but I just became a different person, more comfortable, more willing to move forward to kind of process my emotions. Yeah. Not kind of, but I did, you know, it was yeah. like, okay, business brain. <clears throat> That's great. Thanks for taking care of all that stuff. But yeah. I really need to process what happened and do it in a, a healthy way. So yeah, highly recommend. Uh, and mm-hmm. we do we do look for a, a blueprint, right? We want the, absolutely. You know, we yeah. want the guidebook. We want to know yeah. what are the steps. Yeah. yeah. If it says guide, I'm buying it. Yeah. Because it's like it's okay. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I need a guide. I need you to tell me what to do so I can get there and get it over with. That's absolutely. How I felt too. Absolutely. How about you, Kim? Was there something that really helped you in that first year? Something and someone both actually. Yeah. So right after uh, my husband died, we joined a grief support group. So there was a local grief support group for families and it was for anybody who was grieving, not just widows with kids, but I, I was 44 years old too. So I was young. My kids were young. 
And I felt like I needed something to do with them to, because they're boys and boys don't talk or share feelings. So I thought there was something we had to do and doing it together as a family would be beneficial. So it was, it was a great support group and we were there for almost two years, but I met someone um, in the support group that is, was instrumental, I think in the beginning to help me through. And she's, uh, she was divorced before her ex-spouse died. So she wasn't a widow in the sense of like us being married and our spouse is dying. So she was dealing with grief on a different level, mm-hmm. but we met in a support group and she had a young son too. And so she was my solo mom friend mm-hmm. who was dealing with very similar things. Only our circumstances were different because her, because she was divorced. Okay. So whatever, but, um, she, we're very much alike. Actually, we're still friends to this day. We're, we're going on a little mini retreat with each other this weekend. So we still Ooh. do quite a bit together. Yeah. But in the beginning, uh, same questions. What am I supposed to feel? How do I feel it? Um, I'm angry. I'm anxious. I'm all the things. Well, she felt those things too. So we would go to this grief support group together. And after it ended, we would just be walking out to our cars as if we were going to say goodbye and stand and talk in the parking lot for 60, sometimes 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, the boys are running around because she had a son too, who was, I think, a year or two older than my oldest. But the boys are running around playing catch whatever they're doing. We're talking. The sun would go down. The lights on the church would come up. And then people would come out and say, are you okay out there? We're like, we are talking about some serious stuff here. Maybe it wasn't even serious stuff. Maybe it was just talking to hear yeah. ourselves talk. But just that camaraderie was really important. And we would sit in the group. So in this grief support group, there were children as well. So they would section the kids off by age and go do an activity in you know, different rooms. And then the adults would all go into their own room. So because these were grievers of all kinds, we had some widows. We had some not widows. And so we would look at each other when the family would come in whose you know, 92-year-old dad died. And they were, I'm not taking away anybody's grief, okay? So don't. I'm not, hopefully I don't say this the wrong way, but I would sit in this group and think, um, circle of life. Okay. Like I'm sure that you're grieving and sad, but he's 92. So my friend and I would look at each other, like, are you freaking kidding me right now? (laughs) Um, I'm, I am in the worst place of my entire existence on earth. And my children, we are desperately, um, trying to you know, find some semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And these people come in, they were sad because their 92 year old dad died. I know death is hard for everybody. I get it. But then I felt bad because I was like, no, angry. no, yeah. exactly. Very angry. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 that's not even, not even close. So we would yeah. just make jokes and kind of look at each other. We would have that knowing with each other that that was like, whatever. I don't even know <laughs> what to say about that. So we would have people come in and out of the group and she was in that group for quite a long time. Like they, mm-hmm. they, we, we left after two years and they stayed on for a while, but uh, we, we just talk about, it's just the kind of person who knows what you're saying without even having to finish your sentence. Right. Kind of a thing. And the kind that doesn't judge you for saying the things that you say. So she'll call, we're the, we're the people that call each other when we need to process. Mm-hmm. We still do that. So I will text her. I need to process something. Are you free? Absolutely. <laughs> call me at this time. And then she'll text me, I need to process. So we are each other processors. We process. God, that is so nice. Yes. It's nice. It's nice. There's no judgment. There's no, Mm -hmm. um, but the solo mom part, 
Come on now. That was huge. <sighs> yeah. That was huge and still is huge. Oh, yeah. So everything that her son's gone through, that my kids have gone through, uh, we absolutely understand and mm-hmm. know. And never once have ever said to each other, you shouldn't be feeling this way or yeah. you should have done that or whatever, you know, and we, we beat ourselves up enough. I mean, so we're similar true. in a lot of ways. And so we beat ourselves up internally mm-hmm. enough times that I know if I need a cheerleader in my corner, I can call her and um, vice versa. So yeah, we're still friends to this day. So I think that was the person and thing. The grief support group was the thing only I wish it was a grief support group for widows. Yes. Widows. I mean, kind of yeah. like we do in the widow squad, right? Like mm-hmm. we're widows. We've lost our spouse or partner. Mm-hmm. And that is how we all have a similar experience. But if your grandfather died or your father or mother or dog, it's not the same. Yeah. Thing. It's not like you lost... I mean, with your life partner, you were planning a future. Exactly. With that person and, you know, raising yeah. kids or not. Exactly. But you were planning your future together. Right. And yeah, I think it's really important to break off into like, if you're widowed, you need to be with widowed people. You need to be with widows. That's why I think yeah. we were so excited about starting the widow squad. Because right. We know that you, we have a knowing again with each other that on a, on a level that, you know, yeah. the mere mortals will never understand because bless them. They don't have to go through it. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah. to say, right. I know how you're feeling when your 92 year old dad died, you don't know how I'm mm-hmm. feeling. So please yeah. leave the room. You don't yeah. please leave the room, leave the table. Hey there, it's Jen. If you're a widow who is consumed with loneliness after your partner's death, we get it. That's why you'll want to watch our free presentation, Kicking Loneliness to the Curb, where we share some widow wisdom about managing one of the worst parts of losing a spouse. Go to widowsquadpodcast.com, free resources for practical tips, personal insight, and encouragement on dealing with the loneliness beast. That's widowsquadpodcast.com, free resources. Now let's get back to the show. I did. I had a similar experience too. Shortly after I was trying to find a grief group or some grief support group and I found something, but when I got there, the only other person in the room was this teenage boy who had lost his grandmother and bless him. I mean, he was just sitting there crying and upset, but you know, as I'm filling out the form to go into this grief group, you had to write down just some background information. And I just very clearly remember it's like, you know, reason why you're here. My husband was murdered. You know, those are the words that I wrote on the paper. Could not believe I was writing those words, you know, in the first place. And then I go into the room and it's a teenage boy crying about his grandmother. I'm like, hmm. Can't relate. We're not the same. Mm-hmm. It's, not the same. It's, not, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Yeah. I have a similar story, too. I haven't thought about this in years. I did. It was towards the maybe like a year and a half after Dave died. And I did like this yoga grief retreat. It awesome. was just a it was like a couple hours in an evening. And so you're all sitting around the circle and you're sharing while you're while you're you're there. And I was the only widow there. Other people had significant, like, lost children, um, lost Mm. parents, you know, significant. The person before me had a pet loss, 
And I love, I love pets. I, you know, I love, I lost my dog Buxton last year, uh-huh. but, and I was, I was like self-conscious cause I'm like, I'm going next. I'm going to blow this out of the water. Yeah. You know, like I felt bad. So I kind of wanted to diminish my experience and say like, well, you know, no, 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 next, you know, cause I didn't want to like have this person feel bad. <laughs> that was oh. like weird. You know what I mean? It's like, right. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're grieving. Here's, here's my situation. And I just kind of just, I didn't want to say anything really. Cause I'm like, they're going to feel really bad now, you know? And so, <laughs> so I had to think about like, okay, I'll just like, I said uh, a little bit of something and like, yeah. let's move on to the yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. oh, no. Well, how about you, Jen? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, this is Kim Murray from the Widow Squad, and we've got something special in store for you. It's time to unlock a world of healing with our incredible gift just for you, the How to Have a Better Relationship with Grief Guide. Picture this, expert tips and practical strategies all bundled up in one comprehensive resource. It's like having a supportive friend by your side guiding you through the ups and downs of your healing journey. Now here's the best part, it's absolutely free. Ready to dive in? Simply visit widowsquad.com backslash resources and your free guide awaits. It's time to transform your relationship with grief and discover the strength within you. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to take control of your healing process. Head over to widowsquad.com backslash resources and grab your free guide today. So when I think back to those first few months um, and the support that I was getting, I feel like I didn't know how to handle myself. And I didn't know how to handle all of the emotions and the anxiety that I was feeling and all of this that was built up inside of me. I didn't really have a whole lot of resources to know what to do with myself and know what to do with it. So I was just kind of going with my gut and, you know, what do I need to do? God, what do I need to do to feel better? The something for me was, was journaling. And it was writing it all out. And nobody back then was telling me to do these things like, oh, try this, try this. There was nothing like that. Um, I literally had like this type of, this is my journal. This is it. Uh, You know, grab a blank piece of paper and go to town. And that was, that was my outlet. It really was. I have, I can't even tell you how many of these filled up. And I I mean, probably 10 plus page to page to page to page filled up. And there is a quote by William Shakespeare, super short, but man, it's to the point. And it says, give sorrow words. Mm -hmm. Give absolutely words. And God, I, that was, that was it for me. I needed to do it. Um, There was several different ways that I was journaling, but for me to write out at first, just my day-to-day and talking to Brent and telling Mm -hmm. him what we were doing. This is what we're up to. Not that I didn't think that he was already there watching. He was already with us, but I felt like if I could get that out, that was just a connection to him and a way of keeping him in our lives, right? And I felt it. I felt that connection through that journal. I really did. And it's so simple. It's such a simple thing to do. It's completely free, except for your dollar store. (laughs) 
such an easy thing, right? And and yet so so powerful and life changing for me. Um, that I I just I recommend it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Give sorrow words. Give sorrow words. I love that. Out. Yeah. Um, my my other thing was um, my other reason for that was the anxiety and the uh, the anger that was built up. This was a good way for me to get that out too. And I talk about this on other things in, in Widow Squad too, is that it, grief is energy. And it's this built up energy that we feel inside of us and we have to get it out somehow, somehow, out. however, mm-hmm. that's going to come out, whether you turn to exercise or something, another healthy coping mechanism that you do, it's energy and it needs to be out of you. Yeah. I don't know. Really? No, it's, getting it on get paper. It out. It's like, out of I, here I, I and out get, of paper. I got to get the grief out of mm-hmm. here. I have to get the anxiety out of my heart. I have mm-hmm. to get this out of me. And for me to journal was my life saving. Well, I have a question about the journaling. So you said you have, I do the same thing, by the way, I get the same college rules, um, <laughs> notebooks. And I buy them when the schools, all the school supplies go on sale. Yes. They, they used to be 20 cents a piece, but that's gone up now. But anyway, I just stock up. So my question is, do you keep your journals? Do you keep all of them? Oh, yes. Yes. I do you reread them? Do you read through them? I do all? sometimes. I, I mean, okay. Okay, I have the ones from the early days. And when I go back and look through those, it is it is nothing but hurt. It is yeah. it is pain, it is sadness, it is scribble scribble like that. Yes. Like it's just like you know, like I got to get it out. Um and then it eased up over time. But yes, I do. I keep them all. Well, I love I that because all. I don't I I can write on my computer, which I can um locked down with the code that nobody else knows mm-hmm. okay but I don't I don't keep what I write out on paper and so I've had other people ask me about journaling too because I'm a big proponent of journaling and I highly recommend it and people will say well yeah but I don't really want anybody else to read what I'm writing I'm like I shred my papers I don't keep them I don't want anybody to read what I'm writing either because if you knew what was going on in this brain you might have a different thought about me <laughs> so you know I don't really want you know to be like other people reading what I'm writing so I shred my written pages and other people were like that you know wanted to journal but didn't know if that was again could you do that well hell yeah you can do it shred your paper if you don't want anybody reading that right do what you want so I love that you can journal and keep them and reread them I'm like I get it out and release it and then I shred it yeah unless I have it on my computer because I want to keep it and then I lock it down with password yeah so nobody else can mistakenly get in there and read what I've written well, and my, my early journals too, were again, just, you know, diaries almost just accounts mm-hmm. of like what we did that day. So for me yeah. to go back and read that, I'm like, Oh, Claire and I did that that day. Yeah. I also would write down the really funny things that she would say because she was three. So she was coming up with all kinds of hysterical stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, sh- I used to put at the top, I would have the Claire quote of the day. And it would just be something so hilarious. And I would write that down. And it's so fun for me to go back now with her. And I'll say, oh, what was the Claire quote of the day? You know, when you were four, because um, I did that for years. And she gets a kick out of that. Because I know I would never remember any of the things that she said, especially after like the widow brain thing and just forgetting everything. <laughs> 
after that, I, I didn't want to forget that stuff, the, those little details of our day. And so it's a really fun account of that time, even though it was painful, there were, there were still happy moments in there. So um, sure. my journals are a mix, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, I do have documentation of what I did with the kids. So that was a separate yeah. piece of writing. So I do have those that I've printed out for them in books and stuff like that, but yeah. grief, 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 griefy grief. I don't want nobody reading that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anybody reading that. So that's interesting how different people, again, you, you get to decide what's, yeah what works for you. You do yeah. whatever works for you. Buy yeah. the pretty journals. I mean, I have had friends give me these pretty journals with beautiful leather covers, but I still go get the 20 cent college rule, you know, lines thing because I love the way my pen glides across the paper. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever I just that love is, it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. I just love it. I know. Yeah. And it's and it's big, so it's enough for me to get my crazy thoughts right. on there, right? Mm-hmm. It's giant. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it's lined. So I don't like writing on unlined paper because then oh, I go off me on a either. slant. <laughs> right. And that looks bad. You're like, why am I slanting in my writing? That's so dumb. But yeah, the lined part is ideal. Yeah. Too. I can't write on paper that doesn't have a line. I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Paper that doesn't have lines. I don't like. I don't understand it. that. So, do you like guided? Because I tried. I'm not just somebody to. I tr- I forced myself kind of to journal, and I did do some, and I did keep some of the uh, things that I wrote. But mainly, I just needed a prompt. I needed yeah. like something to get me going. Uh, like, how are you feeling? Are you? Because yeah. I just was so shut off to everything. I didn't even know what was going on in my head. So I didn't even know, like, maybe I think a couple of times I just, this is what we ate today. Right. This is what we, yes. you know, I took. Which is all you school. need sometimes. It's yeah. literally all you need. Because yeah. then that starts, that just starts the process. Yeah. And the next thing you know, what did you eat today becomes this, you know, 15 yeah. page. Holy crap. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. And this is what I was thinking. And then this yeah. is what I was thinking. And then this. Yeah, it just yeah. starts to snowball. Yeah, yeah. I love a good journal prompt. Yes, yeah. I, I need a journal prompt if I'm yeah. going to do something like that. Yeah, that was that was my something, and like I said, we didn't have these resources back then. No. We didn't have mm-hmm. people telling us what to do or what to try, or you know, maybe you could turn to this. No, I was just like, I got to do something with this you know yeah. well the part with all of us com- is how young we were too so mm-hmm. again the resources not that there was that many because we know we looked but um you know just the fact that we were younger widows was it's just not normal so right. and still know, actively parenting our and kids. still actively yeah. parenting mm-hmm. and so that just mm-hmm. was not normal so to be without resources like that at such a impressionable time is really difficult so i'm forever grateful for all the widows that are stepping forward now with, you know, things and resources and sharing their stories yeah. and um, giving permission to be human and normal yeah. and all and normal. Yeah. 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 Normalizing this experience because yes. I didn't know anybody. No. I didn't know anybody who's my age who was, I mean, they were no. out there, but I had no access to them. Right. So, right. Yeah. No. I mean, you were, well, I think I've, I was 20, 2011 when Dave died, it was 2011, but still, yeah, I didn't know anybody who in no. my community to, to access, to tap into, to talk no. to. So, no. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that, um, 
probably have another episode on something like this again because of all the different ways that um, different things and people or events that have helped other widows just kind of get through those dark dark first days. It was helpful. Uh, This was really good. I'm, I'm glad we talked about this topic. I think that was helpful. Hey, it's Kim Murray. If you've been searching for a place to connect with like-minded widows, to build friendships, grow your confidence for doing hard things, and inspire healing after loss, we invite you to join the Widow Squad community at widowsquad.com. This special widow membership is made up of widows just like you, learning how to move through grief in healthy, self-affirming ways to create a life to thrive in, and we're doing it together. Go to widowsquad.com to learn more. We hope that this episode of the Widow Squad podcast has left you feeling supported, encouraged, and empowered. Remember, you're not alone, and there is a community of widows ready to welcome you into the Widow Squad membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care of yourself. Hey, it's Melissa. If you've been searching for a place to connect with like-minded widows, to build friendships, grow your confidence for doing hard things, and inspire healing after loss, we invite you to join the Widow Squad community at widowsquad.com. This special widow membership is made up of widows just like you, learning how to move through grief in healthy, self-affirming ways to create a life to thrive in. And we're doing it together. Go to widowsquad.com to learn more.